0: Welcome to Let's Talk Seniors, thanks to Anglican Care.
1: In today's episode, Michelle and I talked to Emma McBride, the federal member for DeBell, on ways that local members can support seniors living in their community. Emma is very passionate about the area she represents, having grown up, lived and worked on the Central Coast. She worked as a pharmacist for almost 20 years, including 10 years based at Wyang Hospital prior to moving into politics.
0: Welcome and thanks for joining us today, Emma. We know you're so busy.
2: Thank you so much, Kylie and Michelle, for inviting me to be on. I'm so pleased to join your podcast, and I know how important the issues are that that you um, advocate for and, and share. So, thank you for inviting me to be part of this conversation. Oh, it's our
0: pleasure, um, Emma. First up, would you be able to talk talk us through what your role as a federal member for Dobell encompasses?
2: Yeah, um, so I became a member of Parliament. I was elected in 2016, and as you mentioned. Um, um, I'm so lucky to represent the community that I grew up in. I, I grew up in Wyong and, um, and I had, I worked as a pharmacist at our local hospital and I noticed some things that I thought, you know, could be better. You know, resources are so scarce and people in our community, regional communities, deserve the same support and care that people in big cities have access to. So, but for me, a particular um, turning point was when my dad was diagnosed with young onset Alzheimer's and for the first time, I was sitting on the other side of that consult room as a, as a daughter and as helping to care for my dad and that was really for me what particularly got me interested in, in, in working in politics in our local community but day to day, those are the sort of things that I do. So people will come to me with a concern that they have an issue that they've got a problem with that they can't sort out. For older people, it might be a Centrelink payment like trying to get onto the age pension it could be um, a home care package through my Age Care, um, or it might be something that they notice locally that they care about and want to do something about but aren't sure where to start. So hearing from people and listening to them about local issues. Uh, for instance, a big one locally was that um, the state government was looking to sell off our local hospital at Wyong where I'd worked and that was something that as a local MP I was really able to stand up for and work with our community for. So the other part of that is then taking these issues and concerns to the parliament in Canberra. It might be that I write to a federal minister about a problem that somebody has or that a group um, are concerned about, or it might be that I get the chance to then speak about that in the parliament and give a voice or a platform to people who otherwise wouldn't be heard. So it's very much listening to local people about local issues and then using my platform in Canberra to be able to really um, give people a voice and have a chance to be able to change things, you know, to make things better for them and for others in their circumstances.
1: Oh, that's fantastic, Emma. And I love what you said about your dad. Um, it certainly gives you a different perspective when you're on that other side mm. of an issue, doesn't it, that personal perspective?
2: Oh, it really does. Um, I mean, I straight out of school, I studied pharmacy and I'd had the chance to work in community and in hospital, but it really wasn't until I was there helping my dad and as a carer mm. that I saw some of the things that other people experience and as health workers you know we're we're trained and we're experienced um, and we're empathetic Mm. Um, but once you're in other people's shoes um, it can give you a completely different outlook it took me years to find a service that was based on the campus of the hospital that I worked at for people with dementia and that's when it really became obvious to me that even if you're uh, even if you have all of these things Um, in your community you might not be able to find them when you're in crisis and that's something else that I can say today try to help people with to link them in with supports or services particularly when they're in crisis.
1: Yeah I think that's that's a great thing to be able to do Emma I've um, worked in the aged care industry for many many years um, but I'm just going through the aged care system myself with my mother-in-law and it's Oh, just I knew everything in theory but going through it personally just gives you, yeah, just such a different viewpoint and, and yeah, builds empathy for the people that you're trying to help as well.
2: Yeah, you're right. It definitely makes someone feel a little bit more at ease if they know that the person that they're sharing this very private issue with um, has also had some experience of it. Themselves. Oh, definitely. That's a piece of mind. Yeah. You've spent a
0: lifetime creating a home. It's where you belong. As you age, Anglican Care's home life can help you remain happy and independent in your very own home. Find out how at anglicancare.com.au.
1: So, Emma, does part of your role specifically encompass advocating for improved services and benefits for seniors? And I guess that's particularly relevant given we have a growing age population in Australia?
2: Oh, absolutely. In my community, the central coast of New South Wales, one in five people are over 65. We do have an ageing population in Australia, but in my community, that's higher than the state and national average. Just to give you, kind of put it in some sort of context, there's 24 aged care homes in my community and over 20,000 people who receive an age pension. So for me, it's, it's a... It's Really important that older people have the support they need, have access to services that are important to them at their time of life, and also have a voice. Often, older people feel sometimes that they're overlooked or invisible. yeah, they feel a bit invisible.
1: Yes, they yeah. Do.
2: There is there is ageism in our society, um, and it's something that I think needs to be recognised. And older people have so much experience and wisdom.
1: I know. And wouldn't it be great if we could turn that around as the culture and as society and really valued that more?
2: It would be, it would change our society if we, as you say, valued and recognised and encouraged the contribution of older people. Having lost my dad, I feel it so deeply. There's so many times that I think, I wish I could ask dad that. Or he would know something about that. And I Mm. think as a community we need to value that. Yeah, but, but also, I mean, I work closely with our Shadow Minister for Aged Care, Julie Collins, and there's been some big local issues, particularly around access to home care packages, which I'm sure...
1: Massive issue, been. again, that yeah. I'm going through personally at the moment.
2: Yeah, you know, can someone get an, an ACAT assessment? Do they need some other support in order to be able to get the, the care that meets their needs at that stage of their life? Particularly for me, um, I'm the the patron of our local um, dementia support and for me that's something that is a real personal passion to try to make sure that we have communities that are dementia friendly and a dementia friendly community is one that all of us can live better in.
1: Mm. We've actually done a podcast on the dementia-friendly communities, Emma. It was really
2: I'll have
1: a back. <laughs> yeah. Have a listen, and it was it was great to see some of the major retailers coming on board and actually putting some things in place to to make things easier for people in that situation, and raising
0: awareness to the public as well. Yeah. Oh,
2: absolutely. We were when you talk about retailers, we've got our local Westfield um, shopping centre in Tugra. Um, they've introduced a quiet time, and that's something that. Having the experience of shopping with someone who has dementia or something that affects um, their sensory awareness is so important.
1: Um, Yeah,
0: fantastic.
2: Can make the day to day for someone just that little bit easier Mm. or more
0: normal. Yeah. Yeah. And Emma, you touched on this before, but quite a few um, seniors out there who are listening have probably never contacted their their local federal member before. Can you give us a couple more examples of when a senior living in the community might contact you directly for assistance?
2: Yes, absolutely. Say for instance, um, they're trying to work through your know, home care, um, and we might be able to work out, you know, what support they've accessed so far, what support is otherwise available to them. Mm-hmm. Um, you're probably aware of OPAN, the Older Persons Advocacy Network. I've had a lot of success, um, linking older people into OPAN where they can get independent expert advice for free. And OPAN hours are now open from 8 till 8, Monday to Friday. And that's one eight hundred two three seven nine eight one. 237 981 So that's an example of where someone might need that, you know, independent and expert advice. They might not want to raise it with the home care provider, but they can get that, you know, information that they need. We've had a lot of inquiries during COVID about health restrictions and gatherings, particularly, you know, can people um, visit somebody in aged care? And we've been able to link them in with the most up-to-date information that they you know, through the health minister and their office to be able to so that they know that they're complying with the current rules to keep them safe and other people safe.
1: Mm, Which has been really important because it's so changeable isn't it Emma? It's hard to keep up to date at the moment.
2: That's one thing that I've tried to do and I encourage your listeners to contact their local MP to be able to be linked in with the most up-to-date and accurate information. There can be information overload and people can be uncertain what's reliable Mm. and I think really important that we help to kind of spread calm in what is a pandemic and make sure that people can get access to that most up-to-date reliable information so they know that they're acting to keep themselves and others safe.
0: Mm, That's critical isn't it?
2: Oh and it's something that also um, one of my responsibilities is as a shadow assistant minister for carers and also for mental health and right now so many older people are feeling isolated and alone and so one of the things we've done is I sent everybody over 80 a letter with all these contact numbers, OPAN's number, the coronavirus health information, 1-800 number, and let let them know that, you know, these are numbers that are available to them that they can call. We also phone people over 80 just to check in and make sure they are okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've also sent information packs to everyone over 65 that it's got all of this information there. So I encourage other people wherever they live to contact their local MP um, and to be able to be linked in with this information and support that can give them peace of mind and also help them to make the right decisions for themselves
0: and others' safety. Share Anglican Cares Let's Talk Seniors on your Facebook page. Your friends will dig us.
2: Emma, uh, we know
1: that in a world that is increasingly technology-driven, seniors can sometimes struggle to access services if they don't have the ability to use technology. Uh, I feel like I'm falling into that category myself increasingly. Uh, Are you able to provide assistance with keeping seniors connected?
2: Absolutely. Um, as I mentioned, you know, my office and other offices across Australia have been making phone calls to people over 80, mm-hmm. checking to see, you know, are they okay? Do they need any help? We had people that needed some medicines delivered, and as a, a former pharmacist, um, that was something that we, I was able to help people with. People were also concerned about flu vaccines and, and local outages, and we could help them with that. We've also, as I mentioned, sent out um, letters to people that have got you know, the one eight hundred number for coronavirus health information or the OPAN contact details. So so many people prefer, whether they're older people or across their lifespan, to have that personal contact, particularly when they're dealing with something that is really difficult and sensitive. So I let people know that they can always phone their local MP's office. You know, they don't have to email. They can they can call. Yeah, or they I'm can
1: even pop in, can they, Emma? Yeah.
2: Yes. Yes. I know a lot of officers at the moment are taking appointments Mm -hmm. so that they can comply with COVID restrictions. But of course, that face-to-face is still available, just in a slightly different way.
1: Yes. And I I agree with what you're saying. People just like that personal face-to-face, don't they? I don't think anything can replace that. And I think what we've been through this year has kind of enforced that for us all, hasn't it?
2: It really has. There's something about, as human beings, that connection with someone else. And particularly when you're going through something that you know might be overwhelming or quite daunting mm-hmm. to be able to have that to have a conversation with someone to be properly listened to and to know they understand I, I think nothing does replace it I I know that there's been you know people have had to adapt and switch to different ways of communicating and there are some upsides of that mm-hmm. um, but really you're right nothing replaces that face-to-face communication it might be look a little different now but it's something that we all really need, particularly if we're struggling with something that's difficult or sensitive.
0: For all your aged care needs, choose Anglican Care, where every moment matters. And Emma, you have already listed a few um, initiatives um, that have been rolled out, but are there any other initiatives the government is planning to roll out in the short term that are directed at improving the health and well-being of seniors?
2: I think I've I really focused it at a very local level and of course you know after the Aged Care Royal Commission um, we welcomed an increase in home care packages. I think there's still significant shortages.
1: Mm, still um, a way to go there isn't there Emma?
2: Still a way to go. Um, I made a submission to the, to the Royal Commission because I felt I held a local community forum. There wasn't a hearing within our community mm-hmm. so I held one so people could be heard and made a submission on their behalf they're, so I think there I mean there have been some positives and some steps forward but everyone should have peace of mind they should know that as an older person or or when they're caring or supporting an older person that the person is going to get quality care that they're going to have up-to-date and accurate information and I think that's something that we all need and deserve so I mean there have been some steps forward that the government has made and we've welcomed those as an opposition but I'm really looking forward particularly in the budget that's coming up in October Mm -hmm. that there might be some real boost in um, investment and support for older people whether they're living in their own home and need a home care package or they're having to move into aged care and need the support in, in that sort of setting as well. So I've welcomed the initiatives that come from the government, but we're really looking in the budget for a strong investment from the government in older Australians.
1: Oh, that all sounds fabulous, Emma, and it's uh, lovely to see a young, passionate woman in politics, I think. absolutely, And I love how passionate you are about your local area as well. So we're going to wind up today. Uh, thank you so much. We know what a busy schedule you've got. We were thrilled when you agreed to to be one of our guests today. We have a little lucky dip for all of our guests. Um, you're not here in the studio with us today. So
0: <laughs> so I will open it <laughs> yes, for Michelle you. Yes, Michelle will open it
1: for you oh, and let you know you. what it is.
0: Thank you, Michelle. Oh, <laughs> ah, I wish this was for me, Kylie. You're getting a um, uh, Rockware voucher. Oh, thank you so much. That's such a
2: surprise.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You'll get out on those walking paths, Emma.
2: Oh, we've got, that's one of the things that people have really discovered their backyards during this pandemic, haven't they? Yes, so true. Yeah, which
1: is great. great.
2: To see people outdoors and and on, you know, really discovering their their trails or nature walks or it's wonderful. So thank you. That's wonderful.
1: Oh, thanks again, Emma. We'll look forward to talking to you another time.
2: Thanks so much for your time, Kylie and Michelle. Fantastic podcast. Thanks. Thank you. See you. This
1: is our final episode for Season 3. We hope you have enjoyed our topics. We hope to be back in 2021 with Season 4 and, of course, we'd love to get your topic suggestions. Simply email us at Seniors at anglicancare.com.au and remember to tell your friends about our podcast. They want to be hip too.
0: Do you have any topics you want Kylie and Michelle to discuss? Get in touch by emailing letstalkseniors at anglicancare.com.au.